Praise the Lord and welcome back to a new week. Let us all start today's message with the meditation of the week from Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him, and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Today's main text comes from Hebrews chapter 2 verses 10 through 18. Hebrews 2 verses 10 through 18. For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren, in the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him, and again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him, and had the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. Wherefore, in all things he be behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people, for in that he himself 
hath suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. Amen. Let us pray, Father God. Thank you for calling us to hear your word today. Uh, may the name of our Captain of Salvation, Christ Jesus, be glorified throughout the farthest reaches of the earth. Lord, we now ask for your blessings and anointing of the Holy Ghost unto each and every listener of this very message. Please teach and guide us in truth and spirit so that we may receive wisdom, knowledge, and also understanding of your word today. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray, Amen. Before God laid the foundations of the world, He predestined to make Christ Jesus the perfect captain of salvation in order to adopt many sons through Him and bring them into glory. Apostle Paul testified of it in Ephesians Chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. The sons of God are his glorious children, distinct from the Israelites, and Gentiles. They are the bride of Christ, chosen to help him to fill all things, as well as heirs of God, H-E-I-R-S, but also joint heirs with Christ. Apostle Paul testified of this in Ephesians 1, and also in Romans chapter 8. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put things and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Next in Romans eight uh, seventeen, and if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so, be that we suffer with him, that we may also, we may be also glorified together. Jesus Christ sanctified those who believed in him through his blood, and gave his spirit, not to be ashamed to call them his brothers, but made them members of the church of God, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all one time. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by, uh, for by one offering he hath perfected forever them, are, them that are sanctified. Hebrews 10 verse 10, 12, 13, and 14. You know, Jesus can only die once. He's not going to die again, which he already did. and He already resurrected, and he's up in the third heaven waiting. He's waiting to come pick up the church at the day of Christ. If you're not saved, you're left behind. So you need to check yourself. You need to ask yourself if you're uh, truly saved. 
Apostle Paul said this in 2 Corinthians 13, chapter 13, verse 5 and 6. Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. But I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. You know, Book of Proverbs also tells you that um, winning souls is wise. Um, my mentor pastor also taught me that too when I was uh, beginning this ministry under his guidance and teachings. Um, Proverbs 11.30 The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Well, the Bible says so. One question you might want to ask, how many souls have you led to Jesus Christ in your lifetime? I hope it's not none. One, one's better than none. Because of the sin of the first man, Adam, all those who are born and born as his offspring, you know, who didn't even commit the same sin as Adam, are all born with the destiny to die like Adam. Apostle Paul testified of this in Romans 5.14. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. God made his only begotten son in the image of Adam and gave grace of redemption, taking away all sins in the blood of the children of Adam through the blood of Jesus Christ. God made them aware of his will that under the law, the sins of the Israelites could be forgiven by the blood of beasts for them, so that in the future, Jesus Christ, his only begotten son, must shed blood to redeem the sins of all men. Of this, John the Baptist proclaimed Jesus as the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Okay, it's not only just forgiving, he's taken away the sin. Clean slate. Pure white paper. You know, you had all the sins um, in, your, in your book. There's a book, let's say there's a book with your name on it. It's got all these sins listed in Mark chapter 7 you can't erase it only way to erase it is you get a new book which was Jesus Christ but what he did was he swapped out the names for you for all of us to those who believe in his blood atonement so now your book is clean every page is pure white not a spot on it. But your book is filth, full of sins. It's got Jesus' name on it. He took that on for you. So that you won't be destroyed in hell. Apostle Paul testified to the Hebrews who knew the law of God, of the blood of Christ, which has the power to take away sins. First up, uh, Hebrews 10, verses 3 and 4. 
But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. And then 9 verses 13 and 14. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth it to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. The Apostle Paul testified to the people in Rome, because all have sinned, and they cannot come unto the glory of God, according to Romans 3.23, and that the wages of sin is death. It's written in Romans 6.23. When Jesus spoke of the fact that people cannot help sinning because of sins within their heart, he told the hypocrites who thought they were righteous. So this is the sins that I listed earlier, that I mentioned earlier. Um, this is in Mark 7, verses 20 through 23. Listen carefully if you're not saved. Do you have any of this? I can guarantee you have at least one or two or all. So check this out. This is Mark 7, verse 20 through 23. That which cometh out of the man that defileth the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. What Jesus said was that because all these sins are within everyone's heart, no one can get rid of these sins. Only the blood of Jesus Christ can purify the conscience in the heart to be justified and to be holy to serve God. Only the blood of Christ can remove all these, sin all these sins. About what sins are embedded in man, God said long ago to the prophet Jeremiah. In Jeremiah 17 verse 9 through 10, The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart, I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Uh, next is 13, verse 23. Can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then, may ye also do good, that are accustomed to do evil. Apostle Paul said about the reason why Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, did not put on the nature of angels, but appeared in the image of Adam, taking the seed of Abraham. So he became a man just like us. He came in flesh. 
Of that reason, Apostle Paul testified that he shall make away, he shall take away the sins that were sown by the devil by his blood through his death for sanctification for man to enter his kingdom and destroy the devil in the eternal fire and brimstone forever. Just as God declared to the serpent way back in Mount Eden in Genesis 3.15 he said this to the serpent and I will put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed it shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel uh, next verse is Romans 16 verse 20 and the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you amen Anyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for his sins and rose again, shall receive the salvation of the soul through purifying his conscience with the blood of Christ. And only those who have been reborn by the Holy Spirit can enter the kingdom of God. You know, God's going to open the door of heaven and make his son, Jesus Christ, appear in the air. He will bring his children to heaven and after the great tribulation, the seven year long great tribulation, he will appear again to judge all the nations and establish his kingdom on the earth. After his thousand year kingdom, the millennial kingdom, he will once again judge all nations with fire that did not believe in him and will destroy the devil by throwing him into the eternal lake of fire. From then on, there shall be no more sin and death in heavens and on earth, but only the new heavens and new earth and the new Jerusalem shall be forever and ever. Apostle Peter testified of this in 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9 through 14 The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to usward not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance you know some may think some may be saying right now well, why isn't he coming today? Why isn't he here already? You know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of waiting. Well, he's waiting for other people to fill his kingdom. He's waiting for more people. He's waiting for everybody to repent and to receive his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. This is the grace of age. This is the church age. It's coming to an end. Whether you like it or not, or whether you don't know it or don't believe it, that is your problem. But the Bible states so. And you have to believe it. And if you can't, and you want to, you better pray. You better pray to God. 
so that the Holy Spirit can allow you to understand each and every word of the book front to back no doubts no issues because here's the thing the Bible says the devil the Satan is a great deceiver and he still is doing doing an excellent job of deceiving people around the world there he is deceiving all the people in this planet to not to believe in Jesus Christ his blood atonement his grace not to believe in God the God of Israel father God of Israel He has brought such a deceptive ideas to many nations, to every nation, both young and old, men and women of every facet of every life, because he knows he is judged already. When Jesus Christ shed his blood and died on Mount Calvary on that cross, and when he resurrected on the third day, devil in hell was crying. He is pissed because Jesus Christ outsmarted him. He resurrected because he is God in flesh. He did all that. And if you believe in him, you receive redemption. You receive salvation of your soul. Not of your skin, not of your body. That comes later. That comes later at day of Christ. But first it's your salvation of your soul. But nevertheless, he is the great deceiver. And he is pissed. And he is lying to everyone that is not believing to this day, to this very moment. Where God is bringing, he is wanting everybody to come back to him. Just like back to the day of Garden of Eden. The perfect world. The everlasting kingdom. He wants all his children to be filled in there. All his saved children. Meanwhile, the devil is wanting to fill his hell and the lake of fire with unbelievers. Whose side are you on? It's black or white. There's no middle, you know, there's no middle ground with God's plans. You know, Jesus Christ, he doesn't do like a layaway salvation. No, no, no way. It's all or nothing. You believe him, and you're saved, or you don't, and you only get one chance. Whether you're healthy, you're sick, you're wheelchair bound, it doesn't matter. Everybody in this grace age has a chance to get re salvation because the gospel of Christ has been preached. It's been preached according to 1 Corinthians 15, how that Jesus Christ died and was buried according to the scriptures, and was resurrected on the third day, according to the scriptures, the Bible. You believe this, you repent your sins for not believing, and you take this gospel into your heart, then you are saved. But Satan and his evil dominion on this earth makes it so hard, he twists it within some denominations, I'll give you a best example. It's the Catholics. You have to work your salvation. No. You can't work for your salvation. 
because it's same. Doesn't matter you're six foot eight. If you're two inches tall, it doesn't matter. If you're black, white, it doesn't matter. You could be the murderer of the century, or you could be the nicest person on the block. And yet, if you don't receive Jesus Christ, guess what you're going to end up in? Yeah, hell. Yeah, I'll say it. You're, you're going to end up in hell. Period. You know, a lot of churches these days, they don't, you know, they barely open up, I guess, because of the COVID-19 breaking out everywhere. You know, it's weird how the virus is so intelligent. It's keeping people out of churches. Isn't that weird? And yet, it's okay to go shop. Isn't that just weird? I don't know. Maybe I'm not a scientist. Perhaps a scientist could chime in and explain this. Back to my point being the devil being the great deceptor. The deceiver. The devil is the great deceiver. In the Old Testament, it is written that... It is written in Old Testament that Lucifer, the devil, is wiser than Daniel. Now, if you read Book of Daniel, he is one of the wisest men in the Bible. Not only is it Solomon, but he also is very wise. And yet, this spiritual being, spiritual creation, the devil, is known to be wiser. You know, he tried to deceive Jesus when he was in flesh, when he was out in the wilderness for 40 days. He was fasting, he was hungry, he was tired. Why? Because he was in flesh, just like you and I. And devil knew how to poke him, you know. He tried him three times, he, t he tempted him three times, and it's, and it's the three things um, that John warned us about. The same John that wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John in Gospel of John, and the book of Revelation, that John. It's the lust of eyes, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Those three things, the devil tried to trick Jesus out in the wilderness. He was hungry, he was tired. He, he asked him, hey, make this piece of rock into bread. You're hungry, right? Yeah, go ahead and try it. Then he tempted him also. Uh, the second time. Just like in the Psalms we uh, read earlier, the meditation of the week. You know, jump off this cliff. You know, if you're son of God, why don't you jump off the cliff and have the angels catch you? No, that's not at first advent. That's on second advent when he comes back to destroy him. But he used it right then. Can't trick God. Come on. And third and lastly, he uh, showed him this vast uh, empire from top of the mountain he told Jesus to hey bow down to me one time just once and I'll give you everything that you see right here all this can be yours so what did Jesus say man cannot live by bread alone you know you gotta have spiritual bread and the physical bread you have to eat too as long as we are maintaining this body that we have to eat but you have to be a perfect balance and not only that but he told the devil don't tempt God you're supposed to serve him never tempt God the Bible also says God's weakest point is still stronger than any man's strength so I can be strongest man on earth and yet I'm still weaker than God amen I can be the most intelligent the smartest person on earth 
I got high IQ of like six billion or something. And yet the wisdom and knowledge that I have here in my little brain, I am still weaker than God. I am still dumber. Wisdom does not reach up into God's level. You know, just because you're serving a different God, a different idol, not only is that bad, but here's the thing. If you don't believe in the word, every word, don't pick and choose. If you don't believe every word of the Bible, and then you don't trust the Lord, you start using your education, whatever that you learn through this world, you're putting yourself as God. Now you're judging God's word. Oh, I don't think so. The Bible may say this, but you interpret it as, no, that's not what I think. As soon as you start saying, I think, you better stop because you don't know. The moment you think you know something about the Bible, about God's pure words, you got a long way to go because you still don't know. And the Bible says that too. This is why my mentor taught me, even to this day, every day I read, every day that I have QT with God, I start with Psalms and Proverbs. I always ask him, teach me to remember your word. Not so much memorize it. If I can memorize it, that's awesome. But if I can't, just as I'm speaking right now into this microphone, he is giving me words as I speak. It is coming out from within my heart. All the verses, all the chapters that I've gone through reading, it is coming up. And it is so amazing. And I wish every listener, especially the young generation these days, to quit serving the digital God that you have in your palm of your hand. It's your phone. It's your iPad. It's your 67, 75 inch TV that you have in your bedroom. The Bible says to redeem your time because the days are evil. You know, in the Gospels, there's a couple of verses that mention people saying, Lord, Lord, you know, calling Jesus, Jesus. You know, I, I'm following you. I'm doing all this in your name. You know what Jesus said? I don't know you. Man, that's got to be some horrific lines you're going to hear. You say you're a Christian, but you're just... Do you really do the work of what Jesus Christ told you? In book of Acts, he he tells... um, Not he tells, but he commands his disciples. When the Holy Spirit comes into you, you shall be witness unto me. Who's me? It's Jesus. Go out and witness. Okay. If the churches are closed and you can't you can't go to Bible studies, I'm sure there are different ways. This is one. You can share this message to all your non-believing, unbelieving friends out there. If you're shy, that's fine. Sending this message and pray that they get saved and meet Jesus Christ, that's the way to do it. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish. He doesn't want anybody to perish. Everybody is given a chance. But that all should come to repentance. But you got to repent for not believing in the blood atonement. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise. 
So this is day of the Lord, okay? This is different. This is the second advent, if you will. This is the second coming of Lord Jesus Christ. This happens after rapture has taken place, the day of Christ, where he, where he takes away all the, um, this, uh, the, the church, the saints, all the saved saints. If you're not saved, you're not going. Okay? Simple as that. So this is after that, after the seven-year great tribulation here on earth. Okay? The day of the Lord, verse 10, But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Ooh, that's going to be hot. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. That's going to be really hot. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. Okay, my mistake, this was Second Peter, uh, chapter 3, verse 9 through 14. So I mentioned earlier, this is the gospel that we are taught in this age. We need to preach the gospel of Christ, the gospel of grace. According to 1 Corinthians 15, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Salvation of your soul, it's not that something you can buy or purchase or work for. Okay? Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of your works. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. It's a free gift. Now that you've heard the gospel of Christ, you must confess and believe the gospel. According to Romans 10, 9 and 10, uh, verse 9 through 10, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. You have to believe it with your heart, not, not with your head. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. See, it's easy. So will you receive him today? You need to invite Lord Jesus Christ to enter your heart. Call on the name of the Lord. Romans 10, verse 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Who is it? Lord Jesus Christ. We'll do the sinner's prayer together. But this is for you. You can follow along, okay? Lord, I am a sinner. I know that I shall be judged and will be sent to hell because of my sins. However, I believe in Jesus Christ, who was judged and died on the cross instead of me. 
Now I open my heart to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior forever. Please lead me in your way so that I may serve you. Thank you for cleansing of my sins by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for saving me from the destruction of hell. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray, amen. Thank you for your time. If today was your first time ever hearing the gospel of Christ, God bless you. And do please share this message among your friends and family members who do not have Jesus Christ. Also, please read your Bible daily and get to know God and be intimate with him. You know, the devil knows the Bible inside out. Can't beat him if you don't read it. Deception comes a little bit at a time, you know. He, he tweaks the Bible here and there. Just a little. That makes a big mistake. It makes a big difference. God bless. And may the grace and truth of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, be with you all. Amen.